Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, You Know What That Means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. Then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run, or stand up with the best? It's a new holes board. I was gonna do Elvis, but I realized I can't do Elvis. No, I, it, are people still doing Elvis? Oh, I don't know. I was gonna do it because like SmackDown Hotel tie into The Rock. I worked with a guy a few years ago in Vancouver, and he was an Elvis impersonator on the side. And he's this young guy. He was like twenty years old. Hmm. Who at 20 decides at now decides to be an Elvis impersonator? Maybe he realizes that most of the Elvis impersonators are going to die soon. And there's going to be a big gap in Elvis. The dying market. Elvi impersonators. I'm going to pick up the baton for the Elvis impersonators. <laughs> Someone's going to do it. Who's going to do all those uh, weddings in Las Vegas? You know, there's going to be a big dearth of Elvis. Who do you think going to be like the next? Elvis? Like. Well, not the next Elvis, but yeah, like who's going to be the big impersonator in the future? You think Elvis will go on forever? Or do you think they'll be like Michael Jackson? Like I think there's a lot of them. (laughs) Truth hurts, I guess. There's an um, an obesity epidemic, right? (laughs) Yeah, there is. I don't know. I I guess I think Michael Jackson maybe. And a prince. There's a lot of prince. Have you ever gone to like an all-inclusive resort in like the islands? No, I mean, like, a cruise is probably the closest. I okay, think. so if you ever go to one of these places, like in Mexico or Cuba or Dominican Republic, there's always shows, and there's always a Michael Jackson impersonator. Yeah, I think it's going to be it. 100% of the time. Yeah. And it's it, the guy can dance, he's lip-syncing, but he's a good dancer, 100%. And I'm sure he's paid pennies. Forward and backward. The moonwalk. What's his anus like? All right. Um... <laughs> but I, I wonder if, like, so like Michael Jackson is still kind of like at some point, I, I know he's like timeless, but like, who's going to be of like this generation, like Justin Timberlake, you know, like who's going to be the next. They're, they're not like, I kind of said Lizzo is like a joke, but like, right. but like Taylor Swift, maybe, but she's not a character yeah, the way, like, like character. the way like Michael Jackson and Elvis, even the Beatles, you know what I mean? Like, right. oh, it's uh, maybe Sam, Sam Smith. The guy who's confused in the UK, <laughs> perhaps all the devils. Is my cord usually like that? I feel like it looks more pronounced tonight. Is it the white shirt? Your cord is always hard. Mm. 
It's very thick. Anyway, welcome to Noel's Bar. Do we even do the intro? I don't know. This is Noel's Bar. We're here every week. Uh, every other week, we're doing this. Every world title change ever. Uh, opposite weeks, we're doing drafts with our friends. So be sure to check all those out. We get some cool ones. This yeah. is on audio and video. So audio is on any podcast app on No South Connection. Videos right here on our YouTube channel. If you're checking us out, thank you. Subscribe and uh, leave a comment. It's 124 episodes for us. That's not. Uh, that's not nothing. That's a lot. Yeah, uh, we've really picked up the pace. Well, the COVID, COVID forced you get us. Further. I know, right? Normally, yeah. you die out. <laughs> of all the worst things about COVID, this, this, this is, is one of them. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we are here. We are going through every dirty world title change ever, and we've done how many so far? Forty-five. That's only forty-five episodes of this. What was the other bullshit we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of lists. Yeah. <laughs> Not a greatest wrestler ever. Complaints. Yeah. Mark Henry. Um, which, by the way, I just listened to your uh, greatest. Your uh, wrestler that was Mark Henry is very right. well done. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I feel like the only thing you disrespected was the awesome alt Nation of Domination theme that he had. Did I shit on it? No, you just didn't mention it. I thought it deserved uh, some love. You know, it's funny. When I'm doing that music section, if you do listen, I do a whole section on their music. And like, I just like, I'm like, wait a minute, do I want to play all of these? Like, right. you know, well, he the actually had some good ones. Like, and that yeah. was one that didn't get mentioned, but what I like um, that you really got into, although I think you got one step away from really embracing, I think sexual chocolate is like one of those, I think iconic attitude era gimmicks. And I think you did praise it a lot. I mean, you ended up boosting him a lot based on it at the end. But right. like when you talk to fans of a certain age that were fans then that don't watch, haven't watched anything since you always hear like DX, the ass, like Mr. Ass yeah. and sexual chocolate is one that's always mentioned like Val Venus. And like, I, they might not remember Mark Henry or anything, but sexual chocolate. The word sexual. And they might like, remember the, the big dude banging Mae Young. Yes. Godfather. I think Godfather is one the host yeah. that stands out, but I feel like, I feel like sexual chocolate is one that resonated a lot during the I time. didn't mention this on the, on the episode, but do you think that like the relationship with Mae Young was like that one step too far for some people? Like where it's yeah. like, we can deal with the porn star. We could deal with the pimp. We can deal with the guy who loves ass and loves sticking him and kicking him. But now this guy's fucking this old lady. And like, See, I think that was even fine. I think it was the stupid hand. Like, I think, I think that is what was like uh, as crazy as it is like the step too far being unbelievable during that time period because like he's a sex addict he's crazy like why wouldn't he bang the old woman that's horny for him you know like yeah. of course it's like a fetish for him so like and everyone kind of liked Mae Young during that stretch because like the Dudleys were throwing it through tables like she was funny um, I think the hand thing was just like really stupid yeah and like I remember when she announced she was pregnant I died laughing so that yeah, to like, me was effective like right. I think I'm that could have worked if they just said oh actually you weren't and it was just gas or whatever like like that yeah, would have yeah. been funny you know like but the the hand was like one stupid step too far that ended up being remembered but like you know the like, whole Sammy stuff and everything like all that's like memorable to fans yeah. from that time period Do you think it'd be more memorable if May Young uh, and Mark Henry tackled the the uh, topic of abortion perhaps you know, should they, um, they? Producer Tim uh, ch chiming in in the chat um, about uh, who can be impersonated. Lady Gaga. And yeah, that's, that's probably a, it. That's a yeah, very that's... good pick. Yeah. All right. So our pick, speaking of picks, our pick tonight is WrestleMania 15. Uh, we're finally through the Mankind Rock Odyssey. <sighs> and, Six months later. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's still kind of in play here a little bit. Uh, but we still have rap, right? He's yeah, he's the rap. <laughs> So we still got The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is the culmination 
of the angle that started it break down when Vince McMahon stole the belt off of Steve Austin during the triple threat. And it's been yeah. dangling in front of him. Rock has become corporate champion. I think we all know the bill. We've covered it over the last like 10 episodes. So yeah. uh, on the cock, we're queued up at 2.20.08 on the Belgian network. Uh, Netherlands, my friend. And that's 2.19.47. All right. So we're going to go ahead and hit play in three, two, one, play. So we got Rock coming out. Right before this, they do the whole brruhaha with Vince comes out and he says that Foley's too injured so to be the gonna, guest referee. He's gonna do it. Yeah, so he's gonna do it. Um and then Sean, Commissioner Sean Michaels comes out and says, Oh contraire, my frere, uh we're gonna have a regular referee do it. So he uh I, I think Foley doesn't come out till the end, right? He's he's not in there the whole time, is he? Well we'll see. I don't remember. It's a shame uh Shawn Michaels isn't wrestling on this show. Imagine. Yeah. Well, maybe there'll be a podcast someday that talks about what if Perhaps. he would have been around, you know. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm so happy that Rock is out of the tracksuit. I think they knew he had to be my mania. That had to be a goal of theirs, yeah, right? On. Like, we can't have him out there at WrestleMania with the titty covering up and, and all no. that. And what happened? He had his tits cut out? Yeah, I think he had the the natural Samoan boobage um, oh, that you see. see on most. Although, no. uh, did Reigns have the same surgery? Or is that why he wore the vest? Because he's pretty well put together. But now, even now, he doesn't wear it. I love Rock bugging his eyes out at um, the glass breaking as though he's not expecting right. Austin. <laughs> or he's not heard it a million this times. This is an all-time bad Austin attire, though. Yeah, it's lazy. He's not wearing the vest. He's wearing a t-shirt. But it looks like he's not wearing any pants because the shirt's too long. So I'm really curious about this match. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never been as into this one as um, 14. I've always preferred 14. What do you this mean, one? 14? WrestleMania Michaels, 14. Michaels and, and Austin? Yeah, as a WrestleMania Steve Austin title match. Oh, I see. Like, I've always preferred that one to this one. Um, not my vibe. No, I'm, I've always preferred this, I think. Well, let's I, see. I, I think more as a moment, I mean. Like, Austin wins, Tyson. Like, I don't know why that has always stood out to me more than this one with, like, Foley in there with he does he it's like they're cursed with bad counts in the in the Austin title wins <laughs> because like right. Tyson does the fast count. I think Foley's here if I remember. Mm. Um kind of sucks look, as well. It's already a great start with the punching and yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Don't mind me if you see me keeping this remote on my audio soundbar yeah. will not work. I love that JR it's a minute into the match and he's already like, for God's sake. I'd love to be able to hear it. Oh, you can't hear it at all? No, my soundbar like wasn't working and then when i hit the button it just shut off and now it's like not coming sometimes i gotta reboot it it's been a while since i've had to do it but what's with the mormons in the background with the name tags maybe they want a contest yeah, the, the burger whoever had the most sister wives to come <laughs> yeah so hot start i mean yeah. i'm probably wrong i'm sure this is the better match but but i don't know about moment like the... yeah the difference between this moment is this is a moment of like huge triumph of, of a year long storyline. Right. A long story. Yeah. That's it. So do you think this is going to drive me nuts? Do you think that this is more, I guess we'll get to it at the end, but we actually, we haven't really touched on it the last few more or less obvious than 14. Oh, which one had the less likelihood of Austin winning this one? Oh no, uh, no. 14. Michael's right. Yeah, this Michael's is retaining would have been more more likely than Rock retaining. Yes, right. Austin was winning this 100. percent He had to, like yeah. he had to. Although, like 
and there's a world in which Rock retains and just loses it the next year, and he's the first ever heel, and that would have worked. Like, right, right. But I think, yeah, I mean, they could have done like they did the year later, where they want to pop Backlash instead. Yeah. Um, but I think they knew that Austin was hot enough and could do a rematch with The Rock at Backlash, regardless yeah. of who was champion. Like, I think they knew. And I also think they knew the writing was on the wall with The Rock as far as is a heel. Can't, can't give him heel. Yeah, I think they knew it was not sustainable for much longer. So I think they felt like this was. Now, how is Hollywood going to turn him back face? As a movie star? Yeah, like, I feel like everybody's down on The Rock now. Mm. I don't know. Like, when? Why did that happen? Did he just do too many things? Well, I think people were upset about something to do with Black Adam and how he either fought oh, the yeah. studio or it was something with that. And I I don't know right. the whole story. And that flopped, and people seemed happy. And yeah. then people seemed happy that the XFL, even though I still think, I know he he got shot because the XFL lost a lot of money, but I feel like just getting through a season with the promise of season two is actually makes it the most successful iteration of the XFL. Yeah. Um, and I would consider it an actual success. Most sports league startups are not going to be successful in year one. I mean, no, and people, they had to know yeah. they was going to lose money. And people were happy that Young Rock was canceled too. Right. Which I never watched because I couldn't. I couldn't. Like, as soon as I saw the pictures of the wrestlers, mm. I couldn't do it. I watched the first, like, few. Uh, my mother-in-law loved, loved it. And mm. so she would always ask, like, get mad almost that I'm not watching it. But I'm like, listen, when I was, like, 11, I would have died for this show. Yeah. That is this too much now. <laughs> I can't keep up. I have, a, um, I have a buddy who watches it, and he was very much like, why don't you like this? It's wrestling. Right. And it's like, but it's it's not right. Like, and it's stupid, but it's like Randy Savage doesn't have the stars on his tights. Right. You know, and it's like, if, if and I was trying to, he's a big Star Wars guy, my buddy. And I was like, look, if, if you were watching like a, a show about Star Wars and Luke Skywalker was wielding a yellow lightsaber, you'd be pissed off, right? right. Like, and it feels it, similar. It reminded me of like that Jesse Ventura movie. I oh, think, did gosh. we watch that on here or not? I forget. I think we did, right? At some I point. Did, I know we yeah. watched it with Scott, but I think we did too. The NBC real untold yeah, story yeah, or whatever. Um, it reminded me of that, where it was like just, kind of close but not really yeah um but and it, like, yeah. It, it's just attention to detail producer tim in the chat and this was i was going to bring this up too the fast and the furious him and vin diesel kind of got into it rock didn't want to lose to vin diesel on on film or whatever I, I do feel like that's when the rumblings began but i think black adam was what really is that true though did he not want to like that's such a weird thing because he's like the least selfish wrestler ever i know yeah But he, um, I mean, there was a while where people were saying like they'd vote for him for president and stuff. You know what I mean? Like they were right. wanting him to run. Like I would say as recent as like three or four years ago, like all oh, the rock would be the guy. Maybe Moana was Moana's peak. Yeah, I think so. Cause he was great in Moana and everybody loved him. Do you think yeah. maybe it's the constant self-congratulation shit that he does? Too, yeah, I know that's that's a thing too. With the it's like, oh, I bought my uncle Haku a car. Look, yeah. everybody, it's like, just buy him the fucking car. Like, which I think it's funny because that's like, he's almost the anti-Cena in that. Even though Cena gets more maligned, like right. you hear about Cena, all the Make-A-Wish stuff he does, you never see it until others talk about it, right? So yeah, which is ultimately kind of the best way to promote yourself is to get other yeah. people. Maybe Cena just has a better PR team. I mean, I think insane. The Rock's positivity is real. I don't think it's manufactured. I don't think it's fake. I think he really is. Like, I, I just think at some point you do get 
overexposed and you just get turned on. Like there's very few people that have that level of success and do yeah. that many things that don't eventually burn out. Like he does a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, he's, he's everywhere every... and does a lot of things, a ton of movies, a ton of shows, you know? So I think at some point you're just like, okay. The only problem with that positivity remark is that like, I, I want to think so too, that his positivity is not for show, but then if he's suddenly like, I don't want to lose on film. Right. It, it That makes him it's seem weird. like a, a total hypocrite, which. Well, and the black a, Adam stuff was weird too, right? Wasn't it like he pushed out? Like, well, I don't remember all that. He, but... It's something about him controlling who was in the post credit scene or, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was that. something weird. Or, yeah. And then they did a post credit scene that like the rest of DC just said, fuck it. I'm not, we're not doing it. Right. Yeah. Anyway, imagine yeah. it pretty much just a full brawl up and down yeah. the aisle. A good, a great brawl. Yeah. yeah <laughs> great yeah. brawl. Yeah. I wish I could hear the crowd reaction. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, They're screaming for everything. Oh, we get the uh, Rock spot where he's going to spit water on somebody. Always. This is the one thing with Rock during this time period. I know it's a thing. It's no different than all the the worm and the DX stick, but like he does get very repetitive with his ringside antics during this time period. The water right. spit fight near the table, take the headset, smack down hotel. And then he'd be talking and the guy would hit him as he's talking. Like they do that almost every match where he's yeah. like a big match for him. He's like, uh, this Rudy, you know, and the guy comes and grabs him or whatever. So I feel like that, that does become a bit of a trophy runs into the ground. I think that goes yeah. away when he turns face, obviously. So it's ending soon, but I feel like this is the era where everybody has their three, four big spots, and they have to do them every match. Because everyone wants to see it. That's it. That's true. Yeah. But I think there's something in not doing them every match right. and making them special. Like, I feel like maybe it's just because everybody had, like, that little something. Yeah, I think for as great as the product was during this time, it really became a greatest hits concert. Yeah. You know, like, I, this... think, I think as they go to every arena – if you didn't see all the stars in the hits, you kind of left a little just as great as the stories and, and the match is not as great, but as great as the stories and the brawling and the fighting and the, and the heat was, yeah. um, I do think like if you left, you didn't see a stunner, you didn't see rock do his shtick and say SmackDown hotel and just shut up or, you know, whatever, shut your mouth. Yeah. If you didn't see DX, matter. right. If you didn't see DX do their thing, if you didn't see Mr. Sacco, if you didn't see Kane with the pyro, like you wanted yeah. to see the the greatest hits of the promotion, Vince coming yeah. out, you know, no chance in hell. Like you wanted to see all the hits during this time. This is also where they really started the Pavlovian response to the music too, with yeah. putting the stingers at the beginning, mm -hmm. which was brilliant in a lot of ways. I, was Austin the first one of those? Um, yeah, probably. Well, Sean, do you count Sean? The dun, dun, ah. oh, oh, Sean. I mean, that kind yeah, of yeah, maybe, maybe Brett too with that. Yeah, Tim just like said a... that one too, though. Yeah, I'd say Brett and Sean. I mean, ironically, Brett, Brett, Brett and Sean Undertaker. probably started it. Yeah, Undertaker, Undertaker with the gong. Yeah. With the gong. Yeah. Not the dong, as Tim Slonka called it on New General Emission. <laughs> <laughs> as you hear Undertaker's dong come in, like, uh... Fuck, it's got its own entrance? So rock bottom pretty early in the match here, I think. Yeah. I mean, not super early, but... Austin took that so well. And that and... pin was awesome. Yeah, that pin was awesome because Rock's own momentum, like... Yeah. Like led to austin kicking out which i loved like if you're gonna but it was like a real i feel like sometimes you don't get the real pin until the end of the match unless yeah. like the real greats do it like daniel bryan and stuff but like you don't get like the great like the hard aggressive pin cover sometimes on near falls you know what i mean and rock yeah. did it here like it's not the end of the match but he hooked the leg he cradled him tight like you don't see that cradled a lot too tight yeah yeah 
Oh, it's no DQ also. I forgot. Yeah, it's this is in the era where every every pay per view yeah. on Heat they would add the no DQ stipulation at the last minute. It's so funny how oh, they have shit. that trope. Kyoto just took that. Oh, <laughs> he got fucking nailed. That was good. He's not faking at all. No, he got crushed. Yeah. You don't see that replayed enough, honestly. That was like he's he's on the apron holding his head, and I'm like, he's probably like thinking like, where am I? Are oh, he kids got okay. Fucking cr- nailed. Yeah, the chair's broken from his head. There you go, Stunner. Oh no, his, trying to keep his brain in his head, says Tim. <laughs> Thank God too. Like I like, I really like this matchup. I, I like that they didn't do the typical stunner reverse right back yep. into a stunner like he actually reversed a stunner and then went to something else because yep. normally you only get the reversal of the stunner at the end and then it goes right into the stunner it's like he turns blocks mm-hmm. it turns kicks and hits it anyway so this is some interesting symmetry that like that ties in with their next wrestlemania main event with this chair mm-hmm. this repeated i don't i'm sure they didn't plan it this way but right oh, okay poor tim white is uh here now yeah, so he's in. So he's about to get crushed too, I'm sure. He hasn't killed himself yet? No, that's not for another six years. Austin doesn't get enough credit for his kickouts. Mm-hmm. There's some guys, Sean, Kurt, Austin, uh, in AW, Kenny Omega. These guys kick out at like... Yeah. I- I've never seen anybody kick out better than these guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the Kyoto shot. <laughs> I was watching a, a show late. I'm trying to think of what one. It was for War. Um... I don't want to tip off. Well, I don't want to. Well, okay. I was gonna say oh, I don't want to tip off the next season. I don't know when this is gonna air, so it may already be out there. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, um, there was one that had really, like, blatantly missed. I th- oh, I think it's. I feel like it's a Reigns match. Reigns oh, and Lashley. Oh yeah, they had that feud, eh? Oh, it is like really badly timed. They try and do the last second kick out. It's rains every time he tries to do the kick out at two and a half, but he's like blatantly late and the ref has to stop. He does it like two or three times in that match. Oh, okay. Who has to kick out rains rains has to kick out and he, but he botches he, the kick out. Isn't he in the conversation for greatest of all time? Only since 2020. <laughs> Only before 2016, uh, 15 yeah. and post 2020. So I love uh, Rock's got him in a reverse chin lock. And I, what I've always loved about Rock is that um, he cinches it in. Like, it looks like he's trying to put him out with this. Right. Yeah. Well, we say it. I feel like we said it a lot. And maybe it's time to, well, we'll see him again soon. But eulogize it a bit. He, we just don't get enough of him. No. <laughs> like, even Austin's rise is tight we have a lot of steve austin we have ecw steve austin we have stunning steve austin hollywood blonde steve austin the yeah. rock we just really have like it's like three years of him at his peak you know what i mean it's, and then we get little blips right we get the yeah. hollywood rock and whatever else you want to tack on to that but um well, hollywood rock is just like a cherry yeah i mean it's like two right. months you know but it's so if you add up of- all his other runs it's it's how much more is it you get that then you have what late 2011 into 12 that's another like four or five months i think it's probably all in about four and a half years because he's there for more of 2001 than you remember right like and he's actually there for more of 2002 than you remember yeah too. yeah this is but not- to the, his 2002 is incredible like 
if we ever did a draft of best wrestling years, someone would be smart <laughs> to take his 2002. I think oh, he um there goes Tim White, the rock bottom. Um, yeah, we just you know you wonder what he could have been, or would it have been like this current conversation we had, movie star rock? Would he have burned, would we have gotten tired because fans were turning on him a bit um, already? So like, would it have been a scenario where are we are we? I, he is great. I'm not saying we're over <clears throat> crediting him, but is yeah. he someone that actually benefited by getting out when he did and not hanging around more? It's hard to say because he's so good. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it, you know, he, I think they, they were always smart with him. They always turned him at the right time. Yeah. Like there was no like five years of the crowd hating him like Cena. Right. No. They were like, oh wait, this isn't working. Do this. And it made him more popular. You could argue he made his own luck in ways, but he's also one of the luckiest guys that he came in during a time as they were rising up. Yeah. Like you said, they made the right moves with him. He got out kind of before the dip. Like he almost had like that perfect stretch where, he was there when they were. They kind of could do no wrong for a few years, right? So, yeah. again, flip, he made he helped make his own luck because of how great yeah. he is. But well, the flip side of that too is that yeah, like you know, he, there's circumstances, but him just being there created a lot of those circumstances yeah. because he was so good. I think he's someone where, unlike a Hogan or others, um, watching the weekly TV probably helps his case quite a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm not saying the Hogan TV didn't help. I'm just saying you don't need to watch it because he's not on a lot. But Rock. Hmm. Like if you watch Raw from '98 to '01 or whatever, he's on so much of it that um, I think this is where they start to lose me in this. Like it's the main. I, this is my hangup of WrestleMania main events. Like yeah. having Vince in there, and this is my issue with 17 as well. Honestly, like Vince in there stomping on him with him, and I know that's the story. It's Vince. Here I think it's Foley. I think it's, it's almost more, like too much Gaga. It's more forgivable in this one than it is at 17. Yeah, I know because this one the storyline is Austin Vince until. Like, I would have preferred just Foley comes out, Austin wins, and then they beat the shit out of Vince after the match. Yeah. I would have preferred to not have Foley involved in this at all. Big Show should have just taken him out. And yeah. that should have been it. Yeah. I get what they wanted. They wanted to give him the Mania main event moment, though, I think. Yeah, after... it's, not, it's not his moment. <laughs> no, I know. But I think they wanted to give him the chance to be out there at the end. Right. After the whole run with the title. And, and we talked about this last episode. But... The debate around should he have been the one defending the belt here against Austin, et cetera. Do you think if they had let CM Punk referee Roxena 2, he would <laughs> he be happier? <laughs> I think Foley at the end of his career is different than where Punk was at that yes. point. I think he's, Foley's I, just happy to be here right now. He's less bitter, I feel. Uh, I think he's just, he had his moment. Like, yeah. I think if Foley retired after January 4th, like he probably would have been he's satisfied. Fine, yeah. you know? I went off the cage. He probably looks back and wishes he did because his head got scrambled three weeks later. Right. As we detailed. People's elbow is so over right now. I know. And I always hated it, honestly. Really? I hated it as a finisher. Yes, I hated it. Only if it was done after the rock bottom, I'm fine with it. The times he would do it as like the finisher, which is sometimes, I hated it. Like the selling of it is stupid. I don't know. He should have done the leg drop, shoved it in Hogan's face. I love though when he when he makes it about the other person. Yeah, yeah. Awesome stunner. Is this the finish? It. Yep. Vince. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, count. it's a great sprint. I mean, yeah, good count. Foley's it was a good count. count. I think it's more Foley standing there with him. But actually, looking back at it, I think it was the Vince stuff that bugs me more, like him in the suit. Because wasn't he out there in his gear like twenty yeah, minutes ago? He was. Yeah. When he was coming out to ref. Well, the only flip side to that is like if you follow the story logically. 
is like I went out in my gear to ref, then I got sent oh, back. Oh no, I know. But I think it just looks ref, silly so. that he's like in a suit. Yeah. So like and his he's in the ring in a like suit. Shit. Like yeah, his like, kicks look like shit. I think it would have been better if he started to walk to the ring and fully tackled him in the aisle and then went to the ring. You know, like I would have that yeah. would have resonated better with me. Again, it's nitpicking. It it was a great sprint. They only slowed down for that couple of minutes or not even yeah. with the chin lock. Um Yeah. But even but then, the rest, I, yeah. I don't mind a rest hold if it's applied no. properly and it looks yeah. like the guy's trying to win with it. I no, can't it stand rest holds where they're just sitting there. It was done on purpose. Like that no good Bret Hart. Yeah. Do you think if the rest of this card is better, this is remembered better? I don't know. Or is it fine because it's like the best match of a shitty pay-per-view? It's the best match. It's the best match on the shitty pay-per-view. And I think it's a legit great match. Yeah. So I I do think it's the least of their trilogy at Mania. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. I don't think that's even a debate. Um, I mean, I'm a 19 guy, but yeah, I think it's, I would have those both ahead. I think most people would. And honestly, in my memory, I'm going to have to watch it soon. I thought Backlash was better than this in my mind. I'd have to rewatch it. Like, I can look back quick for War because we did 15, I mean, no, 15, 99, 2000, real quick. Um, so I gave the backlash match four and a quarter. Oh, I think I'm right left. close to that around here. Yeah, I'm at. I, this for me is a four star match. Yeah. Like so, I'm, I'll be curious. What you do? You have your backlash grade? I'm about to pull it up. Yeah, I remember liking it quite a bit. I think this is less not like I think it's more of just. A, I think they feel more comfortable. It's like a better brawl, and you get the two titles and the all that stuff. But yeah. Okay, so this one originally, I, I, I'm at four. I still have it at four. I, I have the Backlash one less at three and a half. Okay. I would probably have this at four and a quarter. I, I, I'm watching this, and then with that grade, it probably equal for me, I guess. I think I have this at four, the 19 at four and a quarter, and 17 at four and three quarters. Yeah, I'm at four and three quarters and 17 as well. Not a five star on that. No, me neither. And it's just because of the end. I think I'm a four and a half on 19. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm almost there. I mean, I like 19. I, I know I always argue like it's, I'd probably rather watch the 19 match than the 17 match at times, but right. 17 feels like it's just almost like, I don't want to call it try hard. I, I mean, we're going to watch it right at some point. So it's we'll, a war. We'll talk like it. we'll watch it, watch it. It's a war. Last time I watched it, I was like, I was considering going to five. Yeah. All right, I'll have to because... it. it always felt a little too try hard for me. Yeah. And like, and I can't get past Rock's fucking sharpshooter a lot of the time in those matches. <laughs> drives me nuts. It's so think, bad. Yeah, I think if Austin at 17 just does the chairs without Vince, I'd yeah. probably have it at five stars. Because I love the idea of him just saying, fuck it, I'm going to hit this guy until he can't move anymore. Yeah, and then I I, I really think they should have done Vince the next night. I think he should have looked at the eye, like, let him have his moment in Texas. He kind of looks at Vince, maybe yeah. gives a look. Then the next night on Raw, you reveal that Vince... In Austin or in cahoots or whatever, love, you can do something Hedner. subtle at that night. You have Vince throw the chair in the ring and Austin gets it and leave it at yeah. that. Yeah, Earl Hebner's <laughs> going crazy here, and I'm not sure why. Was this after he had been? Didn't he have like an aneurysm? And this is like one of his yeah, well, first. He missed, he missed the year before because yeah. Sean is wearing something. And he says it's for you, Earl. Yeah, yeah. So like... I think this was like his first mania back from almost dying or whatever. So I think that's yeah. why they're giving him his moment. It's also Ross, as we talked about this last episode. Ross's first. He didn't do the whole show. He does. The, he comes out for the main event. Oh yeah, and he he did this match. 
but then he's back full time from here. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to our grades. Uh, we didn't give the categories before. We can give them as we go. First one is match quality. Um, uh, it looks like we're both at an eight out of ten, which yeah, I'm at four and a quarter, but I don't have it high enough to say I'd go to nine as no. a four and a half. Like it, I think it's closer to four than four and a half. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I, I mean, even if I was at four and a quarter, I'd probably still give it the eight. Right. Uh, significance. Um, I guess it ends the 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 first version of the McMahon stuff, but not it doesn't really end it, it because it really continues end. for another like four months. Um, yeah, I think it's more still like I think the significance for me is more coming out of Rock's loss. Mm. It's Rock is eventually going to transition into into the face that he's going to become. The world is righted with Austin. I, yeah, I think it's significant from that perspective as we're bringing the world back to normal. Yeah, and Rock is a solidified WrestleMania main event star. Yeah. Because I don't know if he was before this. We talked to the whole feud of mankind, right? Were they really elevated? Were they both elevated? Were they both main eventer? Like, I think Rock solidified that he was a closed main event of Mania type of guy here. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'll go. I'll match you at six. I'm going to go seven on the moment. Um, I, I yeah. think Austin, I mean, Vince in there with the kicks. We talked about it. Foley looking, we've talked about Foley's stupid fucking look all this time. He's got like the sloppy button down with the painted you, on stripes. Are you still watching it right now? Is it still playing? Yeah. yeah. So this shot with Austin with his foot on him is why I'm at an eight. Yeah. I think this is one of the greatest shots in company history. Like It's almost disappointing that the feud continues after this. I was say, what it meant more of this was just it. Yeah, I think they were, just, they were too obsessed with Vince as a character. Yeah. And, and I can't blame them. He was so good and ratings were up that i mean they that that's what turned the war around right was this feud so i can get why just yeah. like the nwo people always all oh, the nwo should have ended well you yeah, made the call say, right yeah right, you make the call. so i can see why they felt like okay well we can't kill off Vince already he's only really been a full character for less than a year now so it's like we, we're yeah. really done with this guy uh, and he's not going anywhere right that was always the talking point well Vince is the star they can always go back to because he's never going to leave, right? So, like, they don't right. have to worry about him abandoning ship or whatever. So, um, all right. Uh, so, seven, you're an eight for the moment. For build, no. yeah, it's a, it's a 10. I it's mean, a 10. Honestly. I mean, it, it's the Austin, it's Austin McMahon. And if you like that story, this is the culmination of it. So, um, aftermath looks like we're both at a five. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty standard follow up, and we get the backlash match with the two titles, which is really good. Um, Rock does the eulogy for Austin's career and all that, right? Because is that when he throws him off the bridge or whatever the fuck he does? Um, where he does, I know he does the eulogy with the with the grave and they fight at the grave, um, and then that eventually leads to Undertaker and Vince pairing up with the higher power. Like that all comes oh, from this, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, and that leads to the title change it over the edge and and all that. So, yeah, forgotten title change. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, have we decided? Are we covering that because that would technically be next. I guess we, we did talk that. about actually just doing it because it's a title change. Yeah. Okay. So that'll be. We don't have to watch anything else on the show. Right. Right. No, I mean we like you know place to be. We re we reviewed it as as is. I think we kind of just talked about the effects everything had on it. Like we just we'll talk about it as a match. Yeah. Um. All right. So that gives us a grand total of seventy three. Good score. Good score. Which uh, puts us at tied yeah, no, no i'm sorry not tied. No, no tied. it's uh it is number seven all time yeah yeah so yeah i mean off the top we kind of said do we think this could crack the top 10 and i i was pretty sure it would and i'm not right. in, for me it makes total sense you know um and like you can see 73 points is a pretty decent score especially considering our last place 
uh, matches, 16 <laughs> points. No, so, I mean, it's a strong score. It knocks out Deadly Game out of the top 10. Um, yeah. That's now 11th. So I think, you know, that's an interesting one, right? That's really it's our most story-driven, no, probably. It, it, uh, yeah, I guess. It, no, it knocks out um, Mega Powers. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Deadly Game is 10th still. So. that damn yeah. sheet! Mega Powers down to, yeah. Yeah, down to 10. Oh, I, down to 11th. I know I'm happy that it finished ahead of any of the Mankind and Rocks. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, not that I dislike them, but like, I think, I think that watching those back to back to back kind of diminished that feud a little bit in my mind. Like, well, we know the two that finished higher for specific reasons, right? Like the yeah. raw January 4th one specific because of the nostalgia of the moment. I know I drew, drove a lot. You liked it, but I drove a lot of that with, with, yeah. with that moment, but also the history, the implications of, yeah. you know, the implications. Well, uh, our scores are really similar on most. It's just one yeah. or two things where we're sure. Yeah. And then deadly games is carried by the angle. I mean, that's yeah. yeah, everything about it. So like the two we had high are for specific reasons. The rest of their series is mid, mid to bottom. Yeah. Um. So I think that's fine. Uh, all right. Our producer Tim's got a graphic of our top ten, so we can yeah. take a look at that and share. Uh, so as you can see here, tenth place is where we just talked about Rock defeating Mankind at Deadly Game Survivor Series '98. Yeah, and ninth place is uh, Savage defeating Ric Flair at WrestleMania Eight. I'm going to be sad when that gets knocked off. <laughs> it's going to happen. Eighth sure. place, the Mankind, the Man, the Mankind defeats the Rock uh, on January fourth, nineteen ninety nine. Seventh, uh, Steve Austin defeating the, the, what we're talking about right now. Steve Austin defeating The Rock at WrestleMania 15 with 73 points. Sixth place, Andre the French Giants defeating Hulk Hogan on the main event in February of 1988. Well, we're going a few years before that with number five with Hulk Hogan defeating the Iron Sheik at, at Madison Square Garden, January 84. Number four, Ric Flair wins the 1992 Royal Rumble, 78 total points. And then the big jump up to the near-perfect matches. <laughs> Uh, Bret Hart defeats The Undertaker at Survivor Series 1997 with 90 points. Yeah, so that's the, that's the delineation. These top three are probably, I'm guessing, not going to get touched, given what's ahead. Maybe. Well, we talked WrestleMania 17. I mean, there's a chance. That, that might do that it. Gets there. Uh, number two, Steve Austin defeating Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 14 with 93 points. And hanging on to number one, the most infamous match of all time, probably. Shawn Michaels tapping out Bret Hart at Survivor Series 1997 to his own hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gave up clean. All right, so there's our top 10. Be sure to check out everything here at the North South Connection audio and video. Like I said, here on Noel's Bard, we're here every week. In two weeks, we'll be covering that match we just talked about, Over the Edge 1999, Steve Austin versus The Undertaker. And then we got two. We got back-to-back Austin Takers for their titles. The Raw? Yeah, we'll get the Raw so, match, which I like. I like the Raw match. I like it, too. I just I love all of those because the crowd is so molten for both of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, do you? Th- I think that our top top three are safe for a while 17 is one i mean i have to look at the fullest but i think 17 has a shot um it's tough because you get to that modern era and it's like who gives a shit but um maybe angle that might be one angle rock yeah maybe eddie brock eddie brock maybe rock brock rock brock could do it Oh, yeah, Rock Brock is great. I think Eddie Brock has the moment with it. But yeah. the follow-up is tough. And I mean, once you is, get to, like, 07, 08, I mean, you know, we know we got Punk, Punk Cena. Yeah, yeah, but that's in a, that's in a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be, be a while. Daniel Bryan Cena, obviously. But even that gets hurt a little bit by the follow-up in the moment. Cena Brock. 
again, we're we're year we're decades off. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a dry spell between, I would say, oh two, maybe oh four, if you think Eddie Brock has a shot, oh four to fucking thirteen is pretty bleak. Um, maybe Cena, maybe Cena RVD. Yeah, oh, that was great. You know, WrestleMania 19 main is sneaky great. Like, mm-hmm. we'll have to see kind of. Oh, Tim, uh, Tim's got edge cashing in. Are we going to do one episode for edge cashing? We'll have to decide. Maybe we tie that until the one, the one after where he loses it, like do the cash in and then that. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, Dookie's been dropped or out. See you next week here in Nolan's Podcast.